It's me, Imani, and we are back with the Help Podcast. This episode is not for the focused. This episode isn't for the people who always have it all figured out. This isn't for the people who don't get distracted, who doesn't let life come in and sweep them off of their feet. This is for those of us who are beginning a new year and we see everybody around us um, who were victorious last year, you know, everybody around us who had a goal, had a plan and crushed it. And we had several goals, we had several plans, but life had other ones and we lost our focus. Um, We lost loved ones and grief took over. Um, We got into bad breakups and the pain and agony of what moving on looks like took over. Um, We lost something that we'll never get back and that people will never understand and we didn't know how to move forward without it. That friendship that we had our whole lives and had so much identity in, yeah, we lost that too. This episode is for us. This episode is for people who see that it's a new year. We see it's 2022, right? And we're like, yeah, it's so much we want to do. It's so much we want to do. But our 2021, our 2020 has crippled us. Um, It's left us in a state of fear. It's left us in a state of shock. And it's just left us in a place where we're like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't make plans anymore. Maybe I shouldn't make goals anymore because if I do that, I won't get it done. Maybe if I say I'm going to do blah, 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 or I keep pressing saying I'm going to become that millionaire this year, that things are just going to happen to get in the way. It's going to throw me off my focus. And then I'm going to be upset with myself for what I didn't do. Maybe that's where you are. And that is totally okay. It is totally okay to say, look, I've had a few bad years. I don't know what this one's going to look like. But what's not okay is to say, I've had a few bad years. I'm just going to go with the flow of what this one what comes with this one what we're not going to do is allow fear to cripple us what we're not going to do is allow grief to shut us up what we're not going to do is lose our identity in the trauma of our past two years and stop there i heard this saying once and i can't remember who told me so if you remember you told me you could take your credit um they were saying if you're going through hell why stop in hell you know a lot of times we're like oh we've been going through it it's been thing after thing we're going through hell So why stop in hell? This is your sign to tell you to keep moving. This is your sign to tell you, look, that almost took me out. That sickness was rough. Losing that loved one was rough. But I have to decide to find ways to live. And at this point, I'm talking to myself. Um, I wrote, I read a book by, her name is J.L. And her last name starts with the S. Um, It's called Swallowed Up, a story about how my brother died and I did not. Um, most of you who may listen to this know that my brother passed on November 27th, 2021. If you know my brother, you know he was my very, very, very best friend. You know he was my second father. Um, you're not supposed to have favorites, but he was my favorite. He was my person. Losing him was the most shattering thing I have ever experienced. I never thought I would recover. I never thought I would do most things again. Though it's only January, I found just enough strength. So in that, I'm saying I I figured out in this book, she had a whole section about staying alive and how she decided in her grief from losing her brother that, look, you can't die in this. You have people you will leave behind. 
You have legacy you'll leave behind. You'll have purpose that won't be fulfilled. One thing I always say is that I don't want to die with purpose in the ground. That means I want to leave this earth knowing I did everything that God wanted me to do. I want to leave this earth knowing that I smashed every goal I had. And even if I didn't, I died trying. I don't want to to leave this earth with purpose in the ground. So she was saying how you should find ways to stay alive. So I've been telling myself that with my brother, I have to find ways to stay alive, even if that's just recording a podcast episode, even if that's making a vision board for a year that I really don't know what's in store, even if it is just getting up and practicing self-care, lighting a candle, running a bath, drinking a glass of wine, finding ways to show up and live, finding ways to stay alive. Um, and show up and live is my mom's brand, by the way. So like that came out so naturally. But um, finding ways to stay alive in situations that are meant to kill you, it's very hard. Um, very, very hard. But it is very worth it to just let the devil know that you're not stopping, to let life know that you won't give up. It is very, 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 very worth it. Do not allow your circumstances to deter you from where you know you're going. Do not allow your circumstances to bully you out of your purpose or convince you that you're not going to be this or you're not going to be that. Oh, you ain't never going to be a millionaire. You never going to write that book. Oh, you never going to write that movie. Do not allow your circumstances to bully you out of what is already yours. Your purpose is already written. Your story is already written. Who God says you are, is already written. He is not going to change his mind about the mantle. He is not going to change his mind about his promises. That dream that you've been having for um, people who may not be under leadership as far as church or religion or um, that dream that you've been having. Most of the time I've learned that the one thing that we've been chasing our whole lives if we always wanted to be is purpose. God wants that for you too. So, um, I had a friend who always wanted to be a country singer just to find out that that really is her purpose. That really is why God has her here. Um, another friend who loves singing, loves worship to find out that really is her purpose. That really is why God wants her here. I've always wanted to write books, movies, fucking where I've just always wanted to tell stories. So finding out that that's really my purpose and that's really why God wanted me here was mind blowing. Like, wow, you know, he really does want us to have the desires of our heart, but also like, wow, I've been on the right path. I'm aligned. It's a beautiful feeling when you when you realize that I'm not as far off as I thought. I think a lot of the times we do not give ourselves enough credit. We always think we're missing something. We always think we're like out of the loop almost or we don't have the right plan or maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. That doubt that comes in in the middle of you living your dreams, that is only to confuse you. That is only to deter you from what you know is true. Follow that dream. Um, keep chasing after what you want. Keep showing up for yourself until you become the version of you you want to be. It's an amazing thing to realize that you still have more life to live. My brother was amazing. He was 34. And if you know Junior, his personality was big, strong, um, he was 6'3 and 300 pounds. He was amazing. His laugh was contagious. His smile was contagious. He had a way of making literally everybody laugh. He never met a stranger. We can go in a gas station. 
and he talking he's going to talk to at least three people before leaving um he was a gentleman he always opened my door for me he always taught me that a man should open my door for me he loved life like he was so full of life he was the life of the party he was a dancer he was a amazing cook amazing cook the boy loved cooking he I mean, beer can chicken, all kind of breakfast egg rolls. Um, amazing, like amazing cook. He a fool on the grill. And one thing, my brother, he had so much to say, even when nobody was listening. Um, I wrote this poem about him that I said in his funeral. And I said that he was a sinning preacher with no pulpit to stand in. And Jay literally was that he was imperfect, but everything that he knew, he was always trying to give to somebody else so they can learn that too. So what do you have inside of you that the world needs? What do you have inside of you that the person standing next to you can benefit from? Ask yourself that question and then pour it out. You don't have these things in you to be selfish with them. That gift that you have is for you to share. That story that you have to tell is for you to share. That purpose, that dream, that vision that God gave you is for you to share, not just because it'll make you happy, not just because it'll make your parents proud, but because there's an audience of people waiting on you. Most of the things people said about my brother was that he made them laugh. Um, he gave them the real. He, he always had something to say. And that was his purpose, making the world lighter. He had other plans. He had plans of being a chef. He had plans of being a football player at one point. He had plans of owning so many businesses. One thing, y'all, my brother would call me literally in the middle of the day, uh, like, so check this out and tell me a whole business plan. Like, and it was always something different, always something new, always something fresh. But the root of it, it always uh, was about people serving that's literally what he did um in so many different capacities he had a way of bringing people together like he truly had a way of being bringing people together so find um find a reason to stay alive yes um, find purpose to fulfill um yes but also find ways to serve others in that if what you are doing is selfish It'll never thrive. If what you are doing isn't going to be the center of something for someone else, then maybe you're in the wrong lane. Just find what you love. Stick to it. But also find out what, how what you love can make the world better. Find out how what you love can make you better. I think that there's a bigger picture to everything, even when we don't see it. Yes, he died uh, not doing half of the things that he wanted to do. He died with so many gifts, with so many ideas. But he also put those things into the earth different ways. Like I said, everybody everybody said how he always had something to, day, something to say, how he always made their day, and how he always made them laugh, how his food was great. So all those things that he loved to do, he did. Even though he didn't do it to the capacity that he imagined, that he thought, it, it wasn't as lavish as he thought. He lived a full life because he gave what he had. Stay alive. 
stay alive. Give what you have. Depression is something. And I know because I've been there and I'm back and forth and it's an ongoing battle. But I literally realized when I realized when going through depression, you have to stand up to it. Because if you sit and you let it just bully you, that's exactly what it'll do. I learned that I can't I can't be in dark rooms. I can't do it. When I get up, I have to get up. I have to open up my blinds. And I always say, um, even on a dark day, don't forget to leave your blinds open. Because what that means is your situation may be dark. Your circumstances may be dark. But leave room for light. A lot of times when we're going through a dark season, we don't leave room for light to creep in. We don't leave room um, for light to creep in. And I say that because you know that one person that if they call you, they can get you together. They can tell you what they see. They can pray for you, whatever. We ignore their calls when we're in dark places. Um, That getting up and getting out, we don't do it. Why? Because that's room for light to creep in. Depression has a way of convincing you that no, I'm safe here. No, I need to be alone. No, I don't I don't I don't want to talk to anyone. Because those are all the ways that light can come in. Your dark situation is trying to stay dark. So find a way to let light in. Leave your blinds open. Leave your blinds open. Not only leave your blinds open, but stay alive. And I know I keep saying that, but listen, I've been through a lot of situations in the last few years that, and honestly just throughout my life, but that have been designed to kill me. And I learned not only do I need to physically stay alive because clearly there's purpose on earth for me, but I need to emotionally and mentally stay alive to convince my physical to stay alive, if that makes sense. Um, What your mind tells your body is a big deal. So, Conditioning your mind so that your body will follow suit is a big deal. And I learned that while going through cancer. Like, look, I am in control of my body. My body is not in control of me. And I say that affirmation myself on dark days or bad days physically. And I say it to myself when I'm in the gym. And I say it to myself when flesh tries to take over. I am in control of my body. My body is not in control of me. And that statement alone has left me so powerful has helped me in the worst of days, has helped me when I'm like, mm, this would be easier to do. Um, when I thought of filling voids with stuff that I know I don't need, I say, my body is not in control of me. I am in control of my body, and it helps. So, again, this is for all of those who don't feel the best about this year who don't know how they are going to do this without their loved one, who don't know what their plan is, how they're going to stay focused. We do not know what's going to come this year. This is the way that we make up our minds. This is us saying that we're going to stay alive. Um, This is us saying that, yes, we don't know if we're going to lose anybody this year. We don't know what friendships are going to leave. We don't know what our career path may look like, but we do know that we're going to show up regardless. We do know that in spite of situations designed to kill us spiritually, mentally, physically, or emotionally, that we're going to find ways to stay alive. 
We're going to find ways to stay alive physically. We're going to find ways to stay alive emotionally. We're going to find ways to stay alive spiritually because we know that what we have inside of us, the world needs. This is our affirmation. This is our confirmation. This is what we're going to tell ourselves when we realize grief is showing up, when we realize agony is showing up, when we realize distraction is showing up. We're going to say, hey, we don't get to roll over. Hey, we don't get to bow out. We have things to do. We have an audience of people waiting on us specifically and our gifts and what we have to put out into the world waiting on us. And furthermore, we have God waiting on us. I think that we're always talking about how we wait on God, but we never talk about how God waits on us. And in relationships, we all know that they are two-way streets. So if we wait on him sometimes, what makes us think that he doesn't wait on us? So that gift, that thing he told you to do years ago that you still haven't done, he's waiting on you to fulfill that. He's waiting on you to show up as the person he created you to be. He's waiting on you to realize that you're the bomb. He's waiting on you to realize that you deserve more. He's waiting on you to realize that you're it. He's waiting on you to realize that he's not changing his mind. He's waiting on you to realize that your book is meant to be out in the earth, that your business is necessary. So you have not only people waiting on you, your family waiting on you, your friends, your man, your homeboy, but you have God waiting on you. He's waiting on you to do that very thing that he created you to do. He's waiting on you to realize that he's not going to change his mind. He's waiting on you to realize that you're vital. He's waiting on you to realize that only you can put this thing in the earth like you can Nobody else is going to be able to do it that way. No one else is going to have that cadence. No one else is going to have that vision. No one else. He gave it to you. This is your baby. And it's time for you to go into labor. It's time for you to go into labor. It's time for you to push this vision out. It's time for you to push this book out. It's time. You've waited on you. You've waited on you. And I think, too, we don't realize that as we're waiting As he's waiting, as we're waiting, as we're pushing it back, we're waiting on us in a way that we don't even realize. That if we just decide to wake up and show up as our best selves, if we just wake up and decide to walk in our gifts, our calling, and our purpose, so much more in our life will align. If you're trying to figure out why this hasn't happened yet, why that hasn't happened yet, it's connected to your purpose. Why am I still not married? Because you're still not walking in your purpose. Why don't I have that dream house? Because you're still not walking in your purpose. Why haven't I started that career that I know I'm supposed to? Because you're still not walking in your purpose. If you do that one thing, everything else will be a domino effect. The life that you want, the life that you desire, is all based on one decision. One decision. So make a decision. To show up, make a decision of destiny, make a decision of forward, make a decision of purpose and everything else will come into alignment with your decision. Write the vision down, make it plain, find people that will hold you accountable, find people who say, sis, you're dying, sis, you need to stay alive, find people who will say, your purpose is waiting on you, find people who will say, It's been three years. I'm sick of hearing you talk about this brand. Not because they're haters, not because they're rude, but because they're like, friend, I want you to be great. 
friend, you said you were going to do this. Let's do it. Friend, I started this. I've done that. I've done this. I want you to join me. Uh, Find people around you who care enough about you, not just sitting around kicking it with you, not just hanging out, but friends who care about your purpose, friends who care about your well-being, friends who care about your dreams, friends who care about the way you see yourself. A lot of us have been introduced to insecurity and we've been secure our whole lives. Why? Because we know we're not showing up as ourselves. Why am I looking in the mirror and now I'm beginning to question who I am or pick on myself or not like what I see because I don't like what I'm doing. And we're confused because, again, we've never been insecure. Our whole lives, we knew we were it girls. Our whole lives, we knew we were um, fine. You know, we, we loved ourselves. And now we're at this point where we're like, eh, well, you could do that. Uh, I don't like how that looks. It's because we haven't made decisions that allow us to feel secure. When you're younger, you don't really look at the bigger picture. Um, it doesn't really take much, you know, as long as your hair is done, your outfit's cute, your makeup done, you got a little lip gloss, shoes nice, whatever. Everything is appearance. But as you grow older, you realize you want more, just like in relationships. You know, when you were younger, you were in high school, middle school, you found yourself having a boyfriend or called yourself having a boyfriend, girlfriend, and it didn't require much. They were cute. Sometimes they were even half cute, child. Um, And they dressed nice. That was it. But as you get older, you're like, "Uh, I want a man who's 6'3". He got to be chocolate. Got to have a beard. Absolutely has to have a beard. Um, He has to... Do this, he has to do that. Oh, he has to be successful in his career for sure. Oh yeah, uh-huh. He gotta make at least this much money. Oh, he gotta love God. That's that's just a given. Like we have all of these requirements. That's the way we look at people in relationships. That's the exact same way we look at ourselves. So the things that you used to do to make yourself feel secure, or the things you used to do that made you feel happy, the things you used to do that made you feel good or vital or necessary, those things have changed. Now we, we need more for ourselves. So now you're going to that nine to five job every day. You're getting dressed. You might go out on weekends. Your hair's still cute. Your makeup's still done. You still got your favorite lip gloss, but that's it. As you get older, you realize that it's not just about surface level things. So what are you putting in the earth that is not surface level? What are you putting in the earth that you can be proud of? What are you putting in the earth that you can look in the mirror and say, oh yeah, I did that. What are you putting in the earth that makes you feel seen, that tells the earth you were here, that tells um, your children, your legacy, your family, that you are sure about you? What are you putting in the earth that lines up with what heaven says about you, that lines up with the goals and dreams you always had? What are you putting in the earth? that is beneficial to somebody else's growth, that will push someone else in the right direction, that will keep you grounded, that will tell you, oh no, you don't have time because you have to do this, you have to complete that. What are you putting in the earth that will hold you accountable? If you get on that project, if you push out that brand, if you wrote that book and it became a bestseller, this thing will now hold you accountable to what you do after that. After you put out one book, there's going to be publishers, there's going to be 
um, people who reach out to you and they're going to want you to come on their panel. They're going to want you to come on their show. They're going to want you to do this, want you to do that. When you get a book deal, they want so much of you after you've put out a great product because they know that great things come from you. When you're a great preacher, different churches want you to come after they hear you because they've seen what you put out. They know that you're great at what you do. They know that you hear God. When you're an amazing fashion designer like Chanel, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, when, you, when you're these big luxury brands, people are waiting for what you're going to put out next. They want to buy what you have next. So put out something great in the world that will hold you accountable. The person who created Gucci, the person who um, designed to lose time, they know I can't stop here because people are waiting on what I'm going to put out in the earth. People are waiting to wear my bags. People are waiting to put on my shoes. I can't stop at this million dollar design because I know my next one is going to make me three million because the first, people who made my one million are going to go tell day people and they're going to come back expecting something. Put out something in the earth that makes people expect something from you that holds you accountable to your greatness, that says, mm, I can't stop here, I have to keep going, that says, oh, if I did that, I can do this a thousand times better. So this is our year where we put out something that holds us accountable. You put out a great song before, people loved it. Put out another one. You put out two great singles, put out that EP, put out that album, because you know that people are going to love it. Put out something that holds you accountable. Put out something that makes people call you by your name. When it's a Gucci bag, you don't just say it's a purse. You say it's a Gucci bag. When it's Louis Vuitton boots, you don't just say they're Louis Vuitton boots. I mean, you don't just say they're boots. You say they're Louis Vuitton boots. Put out something like that. It's certain dogs that you know by name. You know Schnauzers. You know um, Chihuahuas. You know Poodles. Because those dogs just stand out. But then, you know, when you see a dog and you're like, I've never, like, I've seen that dog before, but I have no idea what that dog is. Like, I mean, I don't know what the name of that dog is. I just see it at random. That's the difference. Put out something where people are going to be like, oh, I know that's Nia's. Oh, I know um, who that came from. And they're going to want to follow you. They're going to want to follow your legacy. They're going to want to follow your name. Put out something that holds you accountable. Stay alive. Get around some other folks who want to be alive too, who will push you to be alive. Push out some purpose this year that demands you to be who God says you are, that demands you to stand up, that demands you to align with what heaven says about you. Do these things because you deserve it. Stay alive in the midst of something that's trying to kill you. This year, I don't care what happens. That loved one you lost will want you to be great. My brother wants to be great he has always pushed me to be great always always so i have to i can't say oh i'm not going to do this because my brother died i have to say i am going to do this because my brother died my grandmother i have to say i am going to do this because my grandma died these are her prayers being manifested my decisions are what she prayed for for my destiny i have to make these decisions now to get to what she prayed for. Find a reason to stay alive, even if it's the people who died. You feel like you wanna be with them? You feel like, you know, you miss them so much? Find a reason to live that they would co-sign. 
do something that they will co-sign, do something that they will be proud of, do something they put their signature on, do something they will stamp. Do something that they told you to do before leaving. Whether that's your mom, your, your dad, your nephew, whoever meant something to you, your friend, your, your best friend, whoever. We're staying alive, we're chasing purpose. And regardless of what 2022 looks like, we're gonna be who we imagine ourselves to be. We're gonna chase that dream. We're gonna listen to God. We're gonna write the vision and make it plain. We're gonna remember that we're deserving because that's our problem. Forgetting that we are deserving of being better. We are deserving of chasing our dreams and our goals. We are deserving of making it happen. Let's do it.